Hello, Minnesota boxing fans, and welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Fight Night podcast. I'm Brian Johnson. My co-host is Sean Strauss. In this episode, we're pleased to be joined again by local boxing manager and promoter, Eric Hinderocker, owner of 1-2 Boxing, LLC. Eric's stable of fighters includes Rayshon Thomas and Tony Woods, both of whom have upcoming fights. Thomas, 1-0, is back in action tonight, October 30th, in a step-up match. He goes south of the border to take on a tough opponent from Mexico. The fight can be streamed for just $5 at fightsnight.com. For his part, Woods, 2-0, travels to Davenport, Iowa on November 7th for a go-round with rugged veteran Cheyenne Ziegler. Eric discusses both of those fights and weighs in on the challenges of keeping a boxer busy during the pandemic, among other topics. I hope you enjoy the interview. Welcome back to the uh, podcast, Zach. We're making we're making Minnesota fight fight night podcast history here. Our first repeat guest. Awesome, uh, awesome! I'm excited. <laughs> so it yeah, it's uh, kind of like when uh, ba- back in the day, uh, Johnny Carson used to have like Rodney Dangerfield on every other month it seems so (laughs) well i'm available right that's you know (laughs) (laughs) no seriously it's good to have you back and um always good to chat boxing so um what can you what can you say as it sounds like your couple of your guys have a couple of big fights coming up here uh so that's always good to see to keep them busy and uh, what can you tell us about that yeah, yeah. So I think it was a couple of months ago that I was on the podcast uh, for the first time. And um, we talked a little bit about hopes of having some fights before the end of 2020 and what that might look like and whether or not we'd be able to get some fans back in the stands and, um, you know, just uh, return to a little bit of normalcy. So I know we were hoping to pull off a card in Minnesota here before the end of the year. And that's looking increasingly difficult to do as um sort of our, our local regulations here aren't, aren't softening, um, but we're doing our best and, and uh, trying to keep the guys as busy as possible. So um, happy to be able to join today and, and kind of talk through what we're doing and maybe give your listeners and some fans an idea of what it takes to try to get somebody busy, especially if they're fighting out of their own market and kind of this whole idea of paid for slot fights and what that looks like as a lot of people are probably hearing about that. And um, wondering what that means, you know, during the pandemic. So yeah, yeah I have two guys uh, fighting. So right now it's, it's, it's the easiest thing to do is, is pull together four round fights. Um, as you might imagine, uh, guys don't have to train as long for that. Even during a pandemic, you can usually find somebody on four to six weeks notice to take on your guy. So um, I have Rayshon Thomas out of San Bernardino, California, uh, who's one and oh, as a professional. And then Tony Woods out of Davenport, Iowa, who's two and oh, as a professional. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm having the most luck right now getting those guys some, some four-rounders just to help kind of try to build up their resume a bit here. So they have uh, two fights scheduled. So actually this Friday, Rayshon is uh, driving down from California to, to Mexico. He's got a fight um, with Marone Boxing out of San Diego, uh, who does a lot of shows in Tijuana. So as you might expect, with California's lockdowns, some of the promoters in California um, have been uh, moving some of the bouts down to Mexico. 
And uh, Tijuana over the years has gotten a little bit of a bad rap as a boxing uh, city, if you will. You know, there were some fixed fights and things of that nature in the past, and it was a bit shady. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you that they, their commission has really worked hard to clean up its act. And there are a number of pretty high quality promoters now doing, doing fights down there. And uh, the way it works is really they, they tend to do about 10 to 12 fights. Um, they pay approximately a $1,500 US fee to the Tijuana Commission. And the Tijuana Commission, as far as I know, is the only Mexican commission that actually provides insurance for the fighters. So a lot of the different districts or dis distritos, whatever they call them, um, have commissions and do do low sort of low uh, level bouts. But Tijuana is pushing to try to, to legitimize their boxing a bit more. And they're working with some better promoters and they're actually requiring pretty competitive fights. Um, so gone are the days of a 2-0 kid going down there and fighting an 0-50 guy who is fighting under a fake name, right? Yeah. I think that's what people think when they when they think Tijuana. But they're cleaning up down there and uh, uh, working with a, a business partner out in L.A., Fernando Paramo, who owns uh, Deporte Soy. Uh, he's a big uh, journalist and, and boxing um, icon in the Hispanic community. He's worked with HBO. And uh, Fernando actually helped set us up with our own boxing down in Tijuana. And Rayshon's 1-0. and um, His first fight was against a debut fighter, and he's taking on a 2-1-1 fighter from Mexico City. So uh, it's a real fight, and uh, um, he's going to get a chance to show his skills. But, um, you know, we're, we're going, uh, we're going in, in against a pretty tough kid here and looking to, looking to prove we belong to keep moving up the ladder. Yeah. What what else do you know about this other kid from Mexico City besides the two and one record? Were you able to um, get any kind of background on him or any kind of amateur record or anything? Yeah, so that that's a good question. I think that that comes back a little bit to like how do these sort of paid for slot bouts work, right? So, Maron Boxing works with a number of um, fighters from Rialto, California, and other places, and then some Mexican fighters, but they also sell slots for American fighters that are looking to stay busy. And as you can imagine, that's like the, the right now, the demand far outseeds the, exceeds the supply to be able to do slot fights, as we call them. And the way it works, just like my particular example here. So I worked through Fernando. He's bilingual. He's very connected to many of these promoters. Uh, he helps me out. Um, and uh, more or less, we pay for our opponent. I pay my fighters purse and all the hotels and everything. This particular card's at the Grand Hotel in Tijuana, which is a big resort and casino. Actually, it's a five-star resort down there. It's beautiful. Uh, it's a big event, and uh, there's a pretty big main uh, main event fight. It's uh, streaming on fightsnight.com for uh, $5 on Friday night, so oh, um, nice. check my social media. I'll be posting the links to it, but it's a really nice card. Um, there are four or five American fighters going down there in tough bouts, um, in terms of how we sort of pick the opponent. So I work with Mexican makers down there. And to be clear, you know, we don't really know a whole lot about the opponent. So I tend to trust, you know, you want to work with guys that you have a relationship with and that have experience building up American fighters. Now, um, Rayshon's 24, so he's not 16, like, you know, Devin Haney was when he went down there. Uh, he was in camp with Jojo Diaz. He can handle himself, you know, so I'm not trying to overprotect him like I might yeah. if he was 16, 17 years old going down there. But, right. um, you know, I told him, look, I, we want a live guy. We want somebody who's tough. Uh, and always you, you want to win. But, you know, I, I want Rayshon to earn it and he wants to earn it. He wants to be in a fight that he could be proud to be in. And where when he wins, people say, we want to see this kid again. Yeah, yeah.
what what else what else can you tell us about um, this fight in Mexico? You, you said it's got a you can you can watch it here. It's going to be streaming for very reasonable price. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, Fernando owns a, a video production company. He's worked with the likes of HBO, Showtime, all the big uh, 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 you know producers of boxing content. He's now created a website called fightsnight.com, F-I-G-H-T-S night.com. Um, and they broadcast many of the Mexican shows for three to five dollars up here in the United States. Um, and it's a really good deal and uh, it's fun. Oftentimes, you know, sometimes they'll stream them on the Facebook page of the promoter, depending on who it is. Uh, they, they've been, there's been a number of promoters doing shows down there, Alpha Promotions, um, GH3 Promotions, um, uh, Marone promotions. There, there are three or four major promoters down in Tijuana mm-hmm. that are considered to be highly reputable promoters. Um, certainly, they will sell some slots to American fighters. That's part of how they finance building up some of their young Mexican prospects. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the kid fighting is 21 years old, um, has four fights. Uh, has I don't, I don't believe he's been stopped ever. So mm-hmm. he's two one and one. He's gone the distance uh, all four times. And of course, he's fighting out of a pretty big gym in Mexico City, so we expect him to be pretty tough. Um, and uh, you know, if in uh, in all transparency, if it wasn't so hard to get guys fights and it wasn't COVID right now, I, I might be looking at this more as a fourth or a fifth fight. But uh, I'm really confident in Rayshon. He's super talented. He's gotten so many rounds with world champions and and guys like Joseph Diaz um, that you know he he's. He just only had about five or six amateur fights and he only has one pro fight, but his talent level's off the charts. So um, I'm kind of throwing him in the deep water here. And uh, I think, you know, he'll get punched in the mouth probably for the first time. And I think he's going to come back and, and show us what he's got and uh, show why guys like Joseph Diaz and, and three different world champions have brought him into camp. That'll be fun to watch. I'm looking forward to it. Sean, are you there? I am here. Can you hear me? All right. Hey, Sean. Loud and clear. Sorry for hopping in late here, but I'm happy uh, to be here. Better late than never. Yeah, yeah. So um, Eric was just talking a little bit about Rayshon's upcoming fight here in Mexico. Um, pretty tough kid. It sounds like a step-up fight for him. Uh, it'll be streamed. We can watch it here for five bucks, so that's quite a deal. Um, How are we going to access that stream, or you know, did you guys already cover that? Yeah, we covered it, but I'm always happy to say it again because I want to support my uh, my broadcast partner there. So um, it's fightsnight.com. So it's F-I-G-H-T-S night.com. Um, they, they stream uh, quite a few of the Mexican promotions uh, worldwide and, and here in the U.S. Uh, there's also a really nice card in Jalisco, Mexico on the 31st on Saturday night. So um, if it's something that you're at all interested in or you're ever sitting at home and you're bored, uh, you know, I was telling Brian, Fernando did production and, and uh, um, a lot of the big events for HBO and Showtime and uh, Israel Vasquez, a former world champion, is his uh, co-commentator and they broadcast these fights. And if you're ever sitting around and there's no boxing to watch, it's a pretty good deal for five bucks. You get yourself 10 or 12 nice fights. Uh, everybody knows uh, Mexican boxers come to fight. And uh, yeah, I'm, I think it's really great. And I'm hoping to do more with them in the future. Oh, that's awesome. I love fightnights.com. I use them for my uh, schedule, basically. They're like my Bible. I go to them and go down to all, and they, they've been really good. The, the last time I got kind of let down was uh, last this past week because I was looking for one that was supposed to be on uh, uh, ESPN, and I 
didn't see it. I, you know, I had it, I was sharing it on my post and then I messaged one of the guys from there. I'm like, what happened? You know? And he said, I don't know, <laughs> but. Well, you know, these days, uh, Dan Rayfield's got the comprehensive list, so he's no longer with ESPN, but he's, uh, he yeah, we on get his, Dan uh, unfiltered now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We get Dan unfiltered, which mm-hmm. take it or leave it, I guess, from my perspective, but, uh, but he does have the comprehensive, uh, schedule. So, um, All right. Yeah, the other thing I was going to say I like about that, uh, what you were just saying, I didn't know that uh, Israel Vasquez was doing commentating now. Um, My dad and I, you know, really liked him. Um, I hadn't heard much about him other than it sounded like he had lost an eye, you know, after all the wars with Rafael Marquez. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't seen him or really read, you know, about that do you know anything about that you know I don't but um, I'll have to follow up with Fernando on that one um, because uh, I know he and Fernando are are close and they call the fights together and uh, I'll find out what's going on so uh, I told Brian earlier and, and to remind the, the listeners but this card's going to be at a really big resort and casino in Tijuana called uh, the Grand Hotel and Casino Tijuana um, so it's it's one of their really premier venues and it's Marone Boxing who's been doing boxing in both San Diego and Tijuana now for about 20 years. Um, you know, when, when we want to get on that card, even though we were paying for it and doing a slot fight, which we talked a little bit about what that is earlier. Um, you know, it wasn't like a, Eric, you go find an Owen 15 guy, right? It was, a you know, we've got three kids, they train at quality gyms. Um, here's what we know about them. You know, they're all between 19 and 22 years old and and tough and you're picking one of those three guys. So, you know, I appreciate uh, how they do it. I think um, they're, they're doing a nice job and they're putting on fights that fans want to see and we're willing to do it. Cool. Um, Brian, since you guys have already been chatting, I don't want to, you know, go over territory that you guys have already covered. Um, So I let you, you know, kind of steer the direction of the conversation in here. And if you guys just want to, shoot box and talk, you know, after that, then, uh, or if you're already there, then cool. We can talk about the fights that have uh, just been going on and stuff like that. Yeah, we'll definitely want to do that. But I guess before we move on to that, um, uh, Eric, if you, if you want to fill us in on what, what do you have planned for uh, uh, Tony Woods? And um, he, he also has a fight coming up, you said, correct? Yeah, yeah, he does. So Tony Woods, um, who's been up here in Minnesota for Minnesota people listening. He's been up a number of times now to work with uh, Caleb Truax and Cruz Stewart and Nick Compton. Um, he's out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. He was a really high quality team USA amateur top 10. Uh, I think he was even top five rated at 165. He was a national golden gloves, bronze medalist, uh, captain of the Iowa golden gloves team a bunch of times. Um, and uh, he's now two and oh, with two knockouts as a pro. Um, and he is going to be coming back on November 7th in Davenport, Iowa at the River Center on Jesse Gomez's uh, Alien Boy Boxing Show down there. So uh, really want to give a shout out to Jesse. Um, you know, Tony signed with me up here in Minnesota and, and uh, he's been fighting all over the place. But uh, I went to Jesse and I said, you know, I really want him to get a fight within an hour of his house and, uh, you know, where his fans can come see it. And Iowa actually is allowing 500 fans. So unlike Minnesota, fans can go see their fighters. Um, not everybody, but they can sell. Uh, they're selling them, I think, you know, 50, 60 bucks. It's a little smaller crowd. But, um, you know, I, I always tell those guys down there, I'm like, hey, you better sell these tickets out because, you know, we, we're dying for live boxing up here. And, um, yeah, Tony's going to be fighting 
Um, we're still we're still working on all the details, but as it stands right now, it's looking like he's going to be boxing a guy who might be familiar to Minnesota fight fans, a guy named Cheyenne Ziegler uh, out of South Dakota. Tough guy, um, always need to fight. He fought Rob Brant, Cerezo Fort, Corey Rodriguez. Uh, he's on the older side now, but he's always game. And uh, Tony is just, you know, two and a half rounds now as a pro. So um, I'm thinking he might be able to give him a couple of tough rounds and uh, keep him busy here during uh, this uh, pandemic. So uh, it's been very challenging um, just to give you kind of an idea of what it takes to pull this together. So I've been working with Jesse and, you know, part of my job as the manager when I'm sort of getting a guy added onto a show like this. You know, he's not signed with Aileen Boy Boxing. Jesse's doing a favor. Jesse basically says, well, you go scout the opponents and come back to me and tell me who's available, right? Like, I'm not going to do all that work for you because I'm doing you a favor. And, and you know, that's, that's how it works, right? That's my job. So um, I made 20 different offers to fighters to fight Tony Woods and got 20 no's. Mm. Um, and it was either, I know he has an amateur background, I'm not training because our gyms are closed. We're not sure how this second COVID way is going to play out. Actually, our November 21st show in Kansas just got canceled yesterday. Um, it was announced and then a week later it was canceled because the second wave started ramping up. So and I don't blame fighters. I think, you know, it's to train and then see 80 to 90% of fights getting canceled without a paycheck when you've done the work in the gym. So yeah. um, really tough, but that's really where we're at right now is, you know, I, I'm having to offer 20 to 25 guys to get a yes. Um, and then you're just hoping there's tough guys like Cheyenne Ziegler out there that, uh, you know, he actually just won a pro MMA fight. Um, and he was in shape and, um, you know, right, ready to go. And everybody knows he'll fight anybody. I think he took Rob Brandt to the second round. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's shown he's tough over the years. So um, we're more than happy to, to match those guys up and, and uh, let them bang it out for as long as it goes. I remember seeing Cheyenne fight up at the casino in Hinkley. And uh, I can't remember who it was. He, he had a war with this kid. I can't remember. I think it was Tim the, Taggart, uh, maybe Taggart. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Tim Taggart. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, yeah, yeah. A really good fight. Kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, um, I got a lot of respect for guys like Cheyenne that are, you know, what we call opponents. Right. And he takes the call on three to four weeks notice and doesn't always win, you know, comes in with an upside down record. Um, but he's one of the guys that, you know, is going to come and try to win and to show a young guy with just three or four minutes in the ring, something that he hasn't seen before. Um, and it, it might be the first time that somebody else comes charging out of the corner at, at a guy who's a pretty high, uh, you know, highly thought of prospect. So, um, you know, it, it, it is, uh, it is tough to make fights right now and really happy that we've got guys like him willing to step up. Now remind me, is that one, will that be available for folks at home to, to watch through a streaming uh, device or what's the... You know, as it stands right now, I'm not aware of any streaming. Um, it's at the River Center, so it's a, it's a non-casino show. Many of the shows down in Davenport are through Rhythm City Casino. Uh, they have not yet come back. So Jesse's doing this one through River Center. Um, you've got guys like uh, Roberto Negrete, who's a really, really nice 130-pound prospect um, on this card. Um, he's got a couple of really good, fun local matchups of like well versus zero and one guys that are, you know, at rival gyms across town and a bunch of kids from Davenport uh, and some kids that can really scrap. Um, he's bringing back uh, 
uh, Chicago Golden Gloves champion who debuted against Negrete and lost a close fight. I mean, the fact that those two guys took that fight in like their second and, you know, Roberto's second fight and Daniel Buenaventura's first fight. I mean, you're talking guys that have like six Golden Gloves, you know, national Golden Gloves appearances between the two of them, both under 22 years of age. Uh, you know, th that's the kind of fights you get down there. And uh, it's pretty fun. So I'm excited about that card. If anybody's looking for a live boxing event to go to, tickets are really limited. I've heard there's about 25 tickets left um, out of the 500 allotment. But uh, if you're looking for a fun weekend, uh, it's within driving distance. You can drive down there, uh, stay in Davenport and go to River Center for the event. I know there's a lot of people from Illinois and Iowa coming into town uh, anxious to see live boxing. Oh, absolutely. Sounds like a blast. So we haven't talked about some other fights that uh, the, over the weekend while well, you and I, Eric, were talking a little bit uh, before we started taping. But uh, what, what did you make of the uh, last weekend's action uh, on Showtime Boxing with uh, Lipnitz and, and um, what's the, the kid from Canada, Clayton? What did you think of that fight? Yeah, re really good fight. I mean, fought at a really high level, right? I think... Um, it's interesting because over the last maybe eight weeks, call it eight weeks, we've had a number of fights that were competitive and fought at a really high level and close fights. Um, you know, I think the Lopez Lomachenko fight was maybe a little closer than a couple of the judges had it fought at a really high level. Um, there was a couple rounds there where it was like, this is what the fans want to see. And then there were some rounds that wasn't what we wanted to see uh, similar to the Lipinets fight. I mean, those guys, you know, fought at a really, really high level. I wasn't sure how good Clayton was coming out of Canada. What we've seen with some of these Canadian guys is either they're really the real deal or they're not at all, <laughs> right? So, you know, you've seen uh, various uh, guys uh, over the years from Montreal and other places, and you don't quite know until they get a, that step-up fight what you got. Uh, but he, he looked really good. He looked ready, and he boxed just incredibly well. I think a draw was an okay decision um, might've gone to Clayton just, just slightly on my card. Uh, but I think it was an okay decision. And uh, I think there was some really good undercard action there too. Um, you saw a guy get dropped twice, get up off the canvas and, and get a win. Um, you know, invaluable experience if you're trying to really be a world title challenger. Uh, and then on the, the first fight, uh, um, you know, you got a, a matchup of two really good prospects. And I think, some, some people who've been watching over the last uh, year or so thought Malik Hawkins might be ripe to get, to get picked off there. And sure enough, uh, uh, that happened. So um, yeah, that was a really fun card. And over the last couple of weeks, there've just been so many good action cards. Um, the uh, the uh, Stra, uh, Quadras fight with Chocolatito. I mean, you just, they've done that, the, that sort of like a variation of that card now, like three times. And it's like, it's incredible every time, right? Um, yeah, the flyweights just, they're amazing when it's- Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, there's, those there's are like 10 of those guys that are so good. Like, you know, I mean, there's just, you can match any of those 10 up and, and make it a world title fight and it'll deliver. Um, so I hope some of the fans got to see that. And then of course this next weekend, um, Matchroom, PBC and Top Rank all go uh, on Halloween. Um, I think the, the underrated one there is probably Chisora Usyk. Um, heavyweights are always on Usyk's. I'm excited you know, for that. Yeah, I, I think Usyk's a top 10 pound for pound guy. I know he hasn't had a chance yet to prove himself at heavyweight, but I mean, uh, that guy 
is is unreal. I mean, just his his skills that he brings to the ring are just unbelievable. And he's going to be super motivated, right? He just watched his stablemate uh, and fellow uh, Clemus fighter lose uh, on the top rank card. And I think Usyk's going to be extra motivated to make sure that that you know they don't go over two in the two biggest fights of their career um, to this point. So I think that's going to be fun. I think Usyk's going to come out and Sora's just really tough and. You know, if you haven't seen him, he's just, he's kind of a scary guy, right? <laughs> you know, whether it's at the press conference or in the ring, uh, he's not a guy I'd want to, I'd want to make angry. So uh, yeah, him and, uh, and uh, Usyk have been pretty hilarious going back and forth, you know, where you see Chisora hanging and he's got David Haig just bashing him in the stomach, you know, the medicine ball and he's yelling, you know, like Usyk, whatever. So then, yep. The Usyk's camp comes back and, you know, now he's been saying Derek and it, it sounds hilarious. He's all like, where are you, Derek? Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those guys both know how to put on a show. You know, they know how to put on a show. And, you know, for Minnesota fight fans, if, if you're more, if you more pay attention to the local uh, scene and you don't maybe view some of those fights, I mean, I know they're oftentimes on in the afternoon here in the States here, but, but you know, anytime you get a chance to watch a, top-notch British heavyweight, uh, you know, fight in a major fight, uh, you should do it, especially if Matchroom's putting it together. Um, well, just imagine when they had fans, too. I mean, the UK was doing s- some amazing fights with Joshua and Klitschko and all that, you know, 90,000 fans in a stadium. And you know, that's the kind of crowd I think that they could pull for, and maybe not 90,000, but they'd be pulling over 50 for sure, I think, for this oh, fight. Oh, yeah. They I mean, any any big fight over there pulls in just huge numbers. I mean, I remember when Caleb Truex came back after fighting DeGale the first time, and he was like, you know, wow, there were so many fans there, and then he was there for a number of days before he flew back to the States, I think at least two or three days at least. And like, he would go out to a pub or whatever, and people would just come up to him. You know I mean? It's like, it's a huge thing over there and um, everybody should put it on their bucket list. You know, go, go over to England, go to a fight either in Wales or in Ireland or, or you know, somewhere in the UK. Uh, they're the most passionate fans. I had a, an opportunity a couple of years back to be at a top rank card that Mick Conlon fought on. Um, oh. You know, I thought I was going to be suffocated by Irish flags, right? Just flapping everywhere, you know. And uh, you know, then as soon as his fight was over, they were all gone, right? They all were out partying in the lobby. Wow. So it's it's a uh, it really is a cultural institution over there, and um, it's it's awesome. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend's fights and just trying to decide if I can justify putting up a, a pay per view price on Halloween with all the trick or treaters and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, my dad and I have already kind of decided we're not going to we're not going to get the pay-per-view um, because partly because there's so so many other good fights. I mean, you've got the Usyk Chisora uh, fight, but you also have the monster in a way, you know, yes. coming uh, to us free on ESPN Plus. And, you know, I got to say, I've been loving having monster fight, not to have a pun there, but <laughs> on yeah. ESPN for free. You know, we get the uh, the Loma Lopez fight on ESPN plus and you now you hear Bob Arum saying yeah well it won't be that way you know if they have a rematch especially if they have <laughs> it's like well yeah hard to complain you know you got yeah, that one. right but yeah it's gonna be great you get the the early fights you know with uh, Usyk and Chisora and then you get the later fights on ESPN and then if you want 
you know, to pay for the pay-per-view, it's going to be a great night, you know, too, for you then. It's like, then you get to see uh, Santa Cruz versus the Tank, Tank Davis, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. that that should be interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of on the same page as you. I, man, Monster is uh, unreal. I mean, and people, people in the States don't realize how famous Inoue and Murata are in Japan, right? I mean, some, I was looking at some stats a while back. And of course, Ryota Murata, who are our own Minnesota's own, Rob Brandt defeated and then fought again in the rematch in Japan. Um, in terms of a, a, a television share of the Japanese market, his fights on average do more than the Super Bowl in, in America. I mean, it's just, it's every time he fights, it's the Super Bowl. Um, I was quoted some gross figures for his just endorsement dollars. Let's put it this way. He's making more in endorsement dollars in Japan than pretty much any active American fighter is making in purse money it's he's making unreal money right like i remember un- listening to uh the three knockdown rule and uh you know with mario mario lopez and steve kim and they were talking at the time now this was before rob had you know uh fought and won versus run their first fight but they were suggesting at the time that it would be cool you know if someone like golovkin would go over and fight Murata in Japan around December because apparently around that time is like a big deal over there in Japan and they were talking about how it would be all this money and when Rob beat him then I remember thinking to myself you know like that's cool you know he's gonna get to go over there prime time you know like around that same kind of time that those guys were talking about where it would be big money so I hope that was a massive payday for Rob you know especially since yeah. he's lost. Yeah, and I, you know, um, if you haven't ever been to a Murata fight, the number, just the sheer volume of Japanese journalists and reporters that are at the weigh-in and the press conference, it's incredible. I mean, it's, the guy is a bona fide superstar, you know, gold medalist, uh, good-looking guy, really marketable. From what I've heard, pulling in, you know, upwards of 10 million a month in endorsements in, in a good month, you know, I mean, just un- unbelievably marketable. Every time he fights, half the country tunes in to watch. And then you've got Inouye. And I mean, I, I hope, um, you know, we've got a lot of sports content here, but uh, the way I'd look at it is those two guys are bigger than LeBron James is here in their country. And uh, it's really cool for us to get to see him. Inouye's only fought in America. I think this will be his second fight in America. Yeah, I think someone mistakenly said it was going to be his first time. Yeah, yeah, he, he, it's, it's, a second, it's a second fight. And I mean, he, his angles and how clean he punches and, and uh, just those sharp, you know, he doesn't have long reach or anything, but, but uh, guys just do not see his bombs coming in. And it's, it's really fun to watch him fight. Um, I know some people uh, don't appreciate maybe the lower weight classes, but this is a guy that you, you can appreciate. Um, you know, he's liable to get in there and, and knock somebody out in 30 seconds, even though he's, what, 118 pounds or whatever, whatever it is that this particular fight. Um, Small guys throw punches. I think they said Chocolatito threw over a thousand punches in that fight, you know, this past. Yeah. Week. And oftentimes you get both guys down, you know, in a fight like that, because the more punches being thrown, the more likely something catches you that you didn't see coming. Uh, you can't say enough. And, and Maloney, too. I mean, you've got a, a major Australian boxing star. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's great. It, it's awesome that, that it's on live free and, you know, there, there's so yeah, much boxing like content now. Here in uh, Minnesota on ESPN. Yeah. We had uh, one other great fight that we didn't really mention. 
which was the Zapeda Brancha. Um, yes. Did you see that fight? And holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I watched that fight. I think it probably took two years off my life trying to <laughs> stay calm during that fight. And again, um, yeah, I woke the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm a big Zapeda fan. I, I think he's underrated. I think he's really, really good. I think a war like that for him uh, elevates him a lot. Um, Baranchik is just, you know, throwing the caution to the wind in his fights and come in and, and he really can crack. Um, I think in the long run, that fight's going to do good things for Zapata. Uh, he'll, he'll try to batten down a little bit. I think he'll get back to boxing uh, somewhat, but um, I mean, I think I've seen this argument, right? Like, is that fight better than some of the others that we've seen recently? And some people have said no, because it was a little bit sloppy. You know, there wasn't much defense. Um, so from that perspective, sure. I mean, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a masterpiece of high level boxing, but I mean, in terms of two guys who understand what that fight can do for their career and willing to put it all on the line, I mean, to me, that's, you can't ask more from the sport of boxing than two guys that, you know, are willing to put it all on the line, try to, you know, get their title. I think shot. we're going to lose you, Eric. Just want to say thanks, man. Sorry I was late, buddy. No, no problem. Thank you guys so much. Hey, thanks a lot. And uh, always good talking to you. I always learn a lot when I talk boxing with you. So um, we'll have to do this again, my friend. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. And again, I'll uh, check uh, my social media. I'm sure you guys will be able to share it as well. But uh, we'll have updates on how fans can watch the fights coming up and, and uh, anything else that we can get cooking here in the Midwest. Sweet. Oh, good. All right. Yeah, good night, guys. Have a good Take night. Care. Thanks, guys. Yep. See you later.